Welcome to That Sucks, presented by Handshake Media. I'm Dan Cribb. I'm Troy. That was ugh, the one time I try and launch this thing. Solid I didn't know, start. I didn't know you were starting, starting. Hang on, what's my We're coffee? starting, starting. What's I don't care. Coffee? We're not doing... I can't... We can't do 10 more takes of this. This is take 20. All right. I'm, I'm in. How are you, sir? I'm feeling all right. Yeah, I'm getting through some work and just doing the thing. Wow, so, that's... what about you, Dan? I've got a blocked ear. Fuck. So, if I sound more dopey than usual... Oui. It's because this this year that I'm pointing out is blocked. Yep. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, I, I got a Which question for you. Tell me. Ask me. Would you pay forty to Australian dollars to watch a new release movie at home? Yeah. What what movie? Well, specifically, I'm referring to. Mulan, which Disney Plus, uh, given COVID, are going to put straight onto the streaming service All right. for a premium fee of what works out to be, uh, as I'm reading, forty two Australian dollars. Forty two Australian dollars to see Mulan. Yeah, exactly. Well, that but movie you... came out in the nineties. It's the it's the remake, live action remake, sir. Oh, I understand. Um, forty two Australian dollars to see a movie. Uh, well, I don't know. What do you think? For me, it's a bit, it seems a bit pricey, but we'll get into that uh, soon. Uh-huh. So, you'd be totally fine just to drop 42 bucks to stream that at home. Well, look, the thing is- And would me- you? Do you want to see the movie or- Okay, maybe not that movie, but a movie that you want to see if it was like yeah. one, of, one of your Transformers. I think at this point in time, a new release movie with a budget that like, you know, not, we're not talking like a made for TV movie sort of thing. Like Mulan, that's, that's a big- That looked good too. Yeah, that didn't look like some... I didn't watch a lot of the other live-action Disney ones because they looked kind of shitty. But the Mulan one, look, one looked really good. And all early reviews and stuff seemed like it was going to be pretty good. So, I would have probably gone to see it at the movies. And it probably would have cost me about, like, at least $40 for me and my partner to go see it together. Yeah. So, in that sense, like, yeah, I don't really see the big deal. Because, like, there's a few movies that are coming out in the next little while, like Bill and Ted's comes out in the next two weeks, right? Next week or something? Yeah, that's in uh, early... Yeah, you're right. It's like late L- August. Late August, it? yeah. And uh, how is that being released, do you know? Um, in Australia, we get it... So, we'll get a cinematic release. Oh, okay, cool. Um, given that, you know, us in WA are doing a lot better with COVID than other states and countries. Yep. Um, in America and other places, it's split across um, on-demand and in the cinemas, which is what a lot of films are doing or right. going to do, which is a really weird dynamic yes. for multiple reasons. And we've kind of get into that a bit later yeah. too. But this is going to become the new standard for at least the next 12 months or so, right? Is uh, like the, the idea, the possibility of things being released on demand. Yeah. Well, there's already, I think the first, the guinea pig for this was Trolls World Tour. Oh yeah. So yeah. that came out in April mm-hmm. and that was released on demand. And within three weeks of being on demand had made as much revenue as the, the first film made in cinemas over five months. Right. Which that that's insane, right? Yeah, that's a lot of money. A hundred million dollars in uh, on demand. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot. And so now they're, they're all trying it now, hey? So, so what else is like slated to be released? You got Mulan. You got Mo- Mo- okay, it's weird. Mulan's the big one. I didn't see much backlash around Trolls World Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, that ended up being, I think it was 20 US mm-hmm. and that was a rental. So you get to watch it and then it's gone after X amount of days or a week. Yep. Mulan, you pay for it and you have it forever, forever mm-hmm. which some people say, all right, well, that's in theory, that's great. But what if I no longer want to subscribe to Disney plus, do I lose that movie I've paid for? Mm-hmm. Like there was some other points some people made about if it, if it comes out in, on, on demand on Disney Plus, some people would just say, why would I pay 30 US dollars now for something that will be on the Disney Plus catalog in four months for free? 
So what's the point of paying for that now? Like, just wait and then you'll get it as part of your normal subscription anyway. Yeah, I guess it's a fair point. I don't know. Like, for me, I reckon we'll probably end up buying it if we really want to see it. Um, I I guess I'm not that um, I'm not that worried about buying content at this point in my life. It's not something that um, I feel like I can't afford, yeah. I suppose. So it's it might be different for other people, but there's a lot of- I don't, I don't think it's even like people- Necessarily, it's what they can afford, right? Somebody who's well off might still look at that and go, um, thirty dollars for a for a movie like at home? No thanks. It's just I think they don't value that as much as they would, yeah, other I, things. I mean, maybe because we've had access to streaming stuff for so long now, it's a, it's a, to watch anything on your own TV feels like it doesn't really matter. I mean, I've got YouTube on my TV that I watch a lot, and there's a lot of movies that I could just bring up on YouTube anyway to watch in kind of shitty quality. Um, I, don't, I honestly don't think it's, from my perspective, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I'd be like 42 Australian dollars, knowing that's the amount of money I'd pay in the cinema. I don't really care that much about buying something like that if I, if I know I'm going to own it forever. Like I've done, do you, um, do you have an Apple TV? No. I, I was using uh, iTunes, like I was using Apple TV and iTunes to buy a lot of movies, like not new release movies, but well, I guess like, yeah, new, new release movies to video after they'd been in the cinemas. Um, because, you know, I'm not going to Blockbuster anymore. Even though there's one, the the second last Blockbuster in the world was like a minute drive from here where we're sitting right now. Did you know that? I can just feel its ghost. I know. I can just feel- Spooky ghost of Blockbuster. Scratched discs and- Unrewound VHS tapes. Exactly. But, um, I mean, that's the, that's the easiest way to get content uh, unless you want to get it legally, which I don't really torrent stuff. Um, I, I'd prefer just the convenience of sitting on my ass and like clicking a button and all of a sudden the movie appears, even though that costs like $6.99 or something and I get 48 hours to watch a movie. That's kind of become part of my life now when I want to watch a new movie that isn't already on standard Disney+. Plus. I want that convenience and I want that privilege. Yeah. And I think at this point, I have a 55-inch TV in my house Ooh la la. and a decent- like sound system, and you've got a decent sized TV in your house as well, don't you? About ten inches, yeah. <laughs> hey, so in a lot, a lot of houses, households these days, people have home cinemas too. It's not like you're going to watch it in necessarily a lesser environment. You you miss on you miss out on the experience of going to the theater. But I think that's not an experience I particularly value that much anyway as a consumer. So for me, yeah. I I would prefer well, the film itself um, to the the going out experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird argument or debate or just people for the longest time. I get you can kind of see it in music, right? People, as soon as you could download music for free, it seemed like the value of recorded music just dropped. Like it wasn't as valuable, yeah. or and you know, it's it's the same thing. Like people will buy a CD. Oh, sorry, they'll download a CD, torrent it, but they'll still pay to go to a concert because you can't man, you can't get that any other way. Mm. That live experience. So I figure the same thing with like, you know, you might torrent a movie, but it's never going to match going to the cinema. I think there's some movies like, um, like Tenet. Is that how yeah, you that's say it? Yeah, so that's, um, that's going to be interesting because the US obviously when they have, that's Christopher Nolan's upcoming film. Yep. When they have big releases like that, um, the US want, want to have it first to avoid A, spoilers and B, um, torrenting and stuff like that because of the way the US is going I think so we're getting it in Australia before the US yep um, which leads to questions of like how's that going to impact the studio over there they're going to lose out on torrenting because like, if, if, if Americans can't access it and it's out 
somewhere else in the world, surely they're going to be just being like, well, we can't, we can't get it. Give it to us. Like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get it. Whether you make it easy for us or not, we're going to torrent it. Yeah. Or we're going to download it or stream it or. And that was a weird one too, right? Because didn't Christopher Nolan really reject the idea of either releasing it early or post- postponing the release or having it in any lesser of a release than a theater experience? Well, yeah, but that if you look at most things he does, that makes sense because yeah. it's one of those things where I guess that's the equivalent of watching, um, you know, a massive action. It, it, it's kind of like watching a band on your phone, a live sh- show on your yeah. phone, as opposed to in a, in a stadium. It's the same as watching like an action film on your phone as a, to a, like a big cinema with surround sound. But and- I guess most most films aren't really like that. I've seen a lot of. Those uh, like Christopher Nolan movies in in cinemas. I didn't see nineteen seven. No, sorry, I didn't see, see that one. No, nineteen seventeen. Yeah, the, you know the one, the Nolan one. I'm thinking of um, um, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah, I, didn't I, see- I thought you were um, Space Jam and Stuart <laughs> Little, but yeah, that was so. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see the, uh, Dunkirk in cinemas. I watched that on my TV, and like honestly, that was maybe a movie that would have benefited from being in yeah. in that experience. But like, think of other, some of these other Bill movies. Bill and Ted, for example. Like, I don't care about seeing that in a theater. I think Bill and Ted is prime for video on demand. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. I wa- I've watched Bogus Journey and Excellent Adventure on DVD or whatever service. Uh, well, DVD v- VHS probably back in the early 2000s on TV. So my entire experience with Bill and Ted's is the equivalent of watching it like a TV show. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't really give a shit about going to the movies. I don't really like going out of my house if I can help it. I think I've mentioned that to you before. A lot. Every episode in the podcast. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't like I don't like concerts unless I'm performing. I don't really like going to concerts. Going to the movies is kind of nice as a special occasion once in a while, but now that I've got a kid, that is very difficult to happen anyway. Well, so- is that is for you then, and I also have a child, but I'm yet to experience or really get a grasp on this. For you, is the idea of, say, you know, video on demand for something like Scoob or Trolls World Tour more appealing <laughs> because you're paying 30 bucks for it? You, it's cheaper than three of you going out to the movies. You can do it at home. You can, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's more convenient. Is yeah, that, does abso- that make more? Or, or absolutely. And you know, like, like Mulan wasn't. I, I love that song. Uh, I'll make a man Let out of it you. Go. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, that's a really that's a fucking awesome song. That's one of my favorite Disney songs. But Mulan as a movie, I've seen it like maybe twice. Uh, I didn't really watch it as a kid. I watched it as an adult. And I really liked it. Yeah, same. I watched it but, for the first time like a year ago. Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything to me as a Disney movie. The same way that like I, when I was a kid, um, actually I'm trying to remember what Disney movies would have come out. Oh, like I was a kid when Aladdin was out and Little Mermaid, they came out a like, similar sort of time. I wasn't like rushing to the cinemas to see the uh, the new Aladdin one. Yeah. But I know, you know, obviously know people that are uh, massive Disney heads, but like that, that one doesn't appeal to me so much where I'm like, oh my God, I want that experience of, of going to the theater and seeing it on the big screen and everything like that. It's just, it's just another movie. Yeah. There's, there are things that I probably would feel differently about. And really the big one for me would be an Avengers movie or, uh, or any Marvel movie really. But like, imagine if all this happened a year ago. Oh yeah, and we wow. Missed on- what do we have? To- we had Endgame. Star like- Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Uh, last- Endgame. Like the huge- big blockbusters. Star Wars, again, also means nothing to me. Um, but Endgame, I've still, I probably watched that like four or five times. I saw it in the, at the movies two or three times too. I really liked that movie. I love the soundtrack and everything. But 
if I missed out on that experience the first time in the cinema, I think that would have been unfortunate. Yeah. So I understand it for certain for certain movies, but it's certainly not like that for so all movies. Why do you do you why do you think people as soon as they, they said the price for Mulan, why do you think people were getting up in arms about it? I think they could have made it any amount of money and people would have complained. Do you think I it's think cause, it's because it's, pre- it's, it's Disney? And they're like, we already pay for your subscription service. Yeah, like, probably. Like, say if they launched it on Mulan.com, MulanFilm.com yeah. or something, and people go, all right, this is like, you know, or like a virtualcinema.org or something like that, trademark, I'm going to register that. <laughs> no, um, but you're probably right, because the, the streaming service and the and the, the movie studio, they are two different things. You know, yeah. the stuff that's made, they're pro- I don't know how Disney's fucking corporate structure works, but surely they are different Convoluted things. Convoluted as fuck. yeah. Like Mulan was gonna make like a hundred million dollars, two hundred million dollars, five hundred million dollars. I don't know. It would have made a shitload of money. Um, there's no, there's no uh, like made for Disney Plus piece of content that is was ever gonna generate the same amount of money for them. Like it, it, because it wasn't made for yeah, that. Was, yeah, you're it, right. That movie was made um, like for mass release and to have the like equal. Hundred million dollars of marketing behind it to push it, and like then to sell merchandise and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Whereas the like a TV show that they do a one-off special, like that cooking show with Angela from The Office, that's cheap piece of content that's put out there and people consume it and then they forget about it immediately. Mm. It, they're very very different. Yeah, like they're very very different things. Well, so Disney has the right to treat that film like it's like a, it's almost like a one-off. But yeah, I don't get say if people. Um, well, you know, and it's not like you're renting it, you're buying it, you own it, as, yeah. as they've said, as long as you have your um, I mean, subscription. It- but like, what if, you know, all right, if Disney had said, um, sorry, no cinematic release, we're just doing this by Blu-ray, $30 for a Blu-ray. Yeah. And, and half the people that are whinging about the price to stream it would be fine to buy the hard copy yeah. thing, which is like, well, what, what are you paying for? Like, are you paying for the, like, I don't understand. Like, if you're happy to buy a DVD or a Blu-ray for that price. Yeah. Like, are you, are you even paying for the movie? Like, what is it? Or yeah, I I agree. You know, it's um, it's a bit of a dumb one. I I would much prefer to have it on streaming than have a physical copy right now for, for convenience. For convenience reasons, anything, right? I think there's also an argument to be said that in uh, five years' time, ten years' time, or however long it takes, whether or not that like owning it forever, at like if you were to buy it for forty two Australian dollars. You're not going to own it forever. It's like anything on iTunes that you might have bought over time. You you essentially have like an unlimited license to it. But if they decide they want to pull it for whatever reason, then it's gone. It's never yeah. like anything anything streaming, anything bought online in that regard isn't really yours, uh, and you don't really have the right to it. You just have a like a, a license to it or a limited license, I guess it would be not unlimited. So, which I think a lot of people who think they own it, hearing you say that, would that they'd be all like, "No, this is bullshit. I've paid for this." And- yeah. It it seems to me it's like a very old mentality of um, not, you know, not kind of evolving with the times. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like, that's how content is now. It's it's not made to be owned forever. It's not made to exist. Uh, well, I guess owned forever is probably the best way I could say it. Uh, it's going to exist forever because it exists on the cloud. Um, your access to it is is not necessarily guaranteed for all time, I suppose, is, is, the, is the difference. But- I don't know. Um, I think it's the it's the best situation they could have because if you were really a diehard Mulan fan, you would much rather own it and see the movie than not see it. Like even though you missed the experience, going back to to Endgame, I would it would have sucked if I didn't get a chance to see that on the big screen. But a hundred percent, I would have paid a hundred bucks for it at home to watch it at home. Yeah, fuck yeah. 
And I, because I spent like, I mean, I personally spent like seventy five dollars, like going to watch it at the movies each, because each time because of like your, your snacks and your well, yeah, like that, and also I paid for like what I paid for my partner to go once. And then you go and like you eat dinner beforehand because you go out for the whole event of it. So like that might cost like so all of 40, us, 50 bucks as well. So all of a sudden, forty dollars for a whole family to watch a movie is nothing. It's not really that big of a deal, but it's the it's the principle of it. And I think it, the, what, what what do you mean by like <clears throat> the, the principle of it? Well, as you said before, it's Disney. Disney got so much money, so just like oh, just release it on the streaming service. It's like well, not really. They would have put a lot of money into that. Mm. Um, in terms of like the, the the business side of it, they want to make their investment back on the movie, so you understand why they they want to charge differently for it. And I think it's it's of more benefit to everybody that to be able to have access to the movie than to not see it at all and, and have it sit there for another year, two years, yeah, yeah. before everyone can go see it, um, because it's going to be like all of the press that they had put into it before like lockdown and everything happened. That's mostly gone to waste already, but at least they get that that little bump of being like, well, finally, after it's six out. months, you know. And I think you'll you'll also find the problem that a lot of films now are just even those yet to be announced, they're still waiting um, to be announced. You know, I think you'll you'll find that if Mulan didn't release, and if Bill and Ted held off, and if Tenant, if they all he- held off, um, what's going to happen when? The, you know, a sense of normality returns around the world and then there's like everybody trying to cram in all at once. Yep. And it's like, well, we can't all afford to go out to the movies at once. And yep. like, I think with Trolls and Mulan, and like the studios and that, they're really um, testing the waters for the future. Yeah. But with um, Trolls World Tour, because that was a universal film, because of the, the success of that, they said that moving forward, this is back in April, that they'll um, release a lot of their big blockbuster films via video on demand alongside cinematic release. And then AMC right. cinemas, their big cinema channel yeah, there yeah. were like, well, we're not going to, we're not going to release any universal pictures because what, what's the point if people can get it at home, they're not going to come in or yeah. So, and the same, in the, in the same way that Mulan being on Disney plus is going to hurt um, local cinemas here. Like I, I tried to find a um, tickets to Mulan in this, in Perth cinemas and mm-hmm. there's nothing, which is like weird because our cinemas are open. We have a friend who told us he went to go watch Star Wars and you hope on the weekend yep. and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for that same reason, though, it's sort of, I guess you don't want an entire industry to just disappear overnight, but it's not like that was a, like, there's movies that you and I have tried to see that, like, remember when Super Troopers 2 came out? And we really wanted to go see that yeah, movie. In the movies? And then within, and, within two oh, weeks, it was gone. <laughs> yeah, two weeks, it was gone. I still haven't seen that movie. And my access to it was denied for, like, I don't even know if it's on a streaming service. I've, I've forgotten about it until literally I just mentioned it then. Yeah. Um, I remember Sin City 2. I really wanted to see that. And that was gone within a week for whatever reason. <laughs> it wasn't that great. I think that was probably what it was. But, you know, if like a cinema chain has the right to just be like, this is not making any money, pull it. But then- you're waiting for four months for it to come on if like, ever. demand or, or if ever, or I mean, it, most of them will come out somehow. You'd be able to find a version of it, but or you resort to torrenting stuff, which again is not, I think that's not the preferred method to do. It's also wildly inconvenient. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing we're in. That's the place that we're in at the moment is convenience mm. and it's all there. It's not just like movies and stuff. It's music. And well, it, it got to a point where, sorry to cut you off. No. Um, for me, um, I had a huge CD collection back in like 2000, you know, 15, 16, 
was kind of when I stopped collecting CDs. I didn't realize Spice Girls had that many albums. <laughs> Say what you will about the Spice Girls, but I stand by my collection. Um, it, it got to a point where I had this big rack of CDs, Spice Girls CDs behind me, and I wanted to listen to one, yep. and it was quicker for me to download the album illegally that I owned behind me to, to play it mm-hmm. than it was to put the CD in, rip it on my computer, or play it on my computer. Yep. And, and then it got to a point where torrenting music or downloading music that I already owned, um, streaming it was quicker than doing that. So then it was like, well, streaming's easier and quicker and you know, than t- torrenting, yeah. even though that's free, and they're both easier than buying a CD. So yep. streaming kind of won out. Yeah, um, in, the, in, in the same way that, you know, yeah, you could go on torrent, I don't know, say The Walking Dead, which only has, which Foxtel has, and it's hard to access unless you have Foxtel. But why would you bother when you can just watch 10 seasons of a show that's on Stan or Netflix or, yeah, you know, pretty like, much. And, and you, you watch stuff that's already there until you, The Walking Dead eventually makes its way to a different streaming service I mean, or that's, network. Or, that's really true because, like, I really want to watch that new Watchmen series, but. It's not convenient to watch it, so I just don't think about it anymore. Yeah, and but, um, but and then, I, then you'll see something on Netflix in a year being like, just added, and you'll be like, oh, cool. Yeah, now I can finally watch yeah. it. Like, cool. Yeah. But, you know, for that, you might never watch it if it doesn't, if it's not, if it's not presented properly. Yeah. It's the same way that I tried to find this old show called Kitchen Confidential. Yeah. With um, Bradley Cooper and- And Xander from Buffy is in that. Exactly. And also isn't- um, Kid from uh, Freaks and Geeks, yeah. what's his name? John Francis Daly. He's amazing. Um, it's got a great cast, and I tried to find that through all my streaming services. Um, then I went to look to, I, want, I wanted to buy it just so I could watch it, like on, a, you know, anything on demand, nothing. Yep. I ended up because I couldn't give, the, you know, this the, whoever owns that that money, like his money. I want to watch this. I had to buy a DVD on eBay. Yep. Get it shipped to me watch it and then be like, well, now do I do with this DVD? Just throw it out. It was five bucks. So I watched it like, <laughs> yeah. So, and that, that was, so, but you're right. That was, I wanted to do it. And if someone was like 40 bucks, you can watch it now. I might've been like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. I had this convenience. That's yeah. We've all got some, shows some like that. can't afford that, man. Like $40, you know, yeah. you can't, it's, it's, it's fun to be like, oh yeah. You know, my, but like not everyone can afford to watch Mulan for 40 bucks. My story like that is really funny because this is going back about 15 years when, I don't know why, but the show that I really, really, really wanted to watch was Boston Public. Do you remember that show, Boston Public? You're talking about Boston Legal? No, Boston Public was like same universe, <laughs> the same like universe as The Practice. Are you kidding me? I'm serious. Like, look it up. Um, there's some cast that floated between the same the They shows. really couldn't have picked a more boring font for the- uh... <laughs> What is it? Just like Ariel? It just looks like the def- It looks- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> but um, I really wanted to watch that show. And I looked, because this is young Troy that wasn't really that shy about torrenting stuff. And I, young, I, young Troy, come on. And I searched for like high and low for it for like three weeks. Couldn't find it any, anywhere. The only place I could find to watch it. And again, this is going back to maybe 2005, 2006. Only place I could find it was a like an illegal like pirated DVD version or box set that was on eBay that was like 150 bucks. Did you buy it? No, because like <laughs> I had no money to buy it. Like, I, So you stole I, someone's credit card and bought it? <laughs> no, I just like, I, I was like, umming and ahhing. I was like, do I really, really, really want to watch this show? <laughs> and I thought, and I ended up, I found the show on Emule or eDonkey. Do you remember that? I don't know what that is. It was like, this is going I would back. never go to a website with donkey in the URL. Yeah. <laughs> No, it used to be like you'd have LimeWire and you'd have um, 
the torrent stuff, but an email or e-doc. You should, was like it'd be funny if you beep out all these names. Yeah. Kazaa. LimeWire. Yeah, but I ended up, I found it, I watched it, but it was like the worst quality. But we've all got shows like that that we really want to that you, we really watch, and we go to like I would I would have watched that. I was happy to watch that in like shitty quality. Same as like watching Dragon Ball Z when I was in high school in like two thousand and one, two thousand two, like a, an eleven megabyte version of Dragon Ball Z for like a twenty minute show. Like yeah. you can imagine how terrible quality that was. But I was like so stoked to watch it. 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 Yeah, I think do, do people okay that um, those stories, and I've got another one that might illustrate this. Do you think that we value content less now because it's so available and there's so much of it in front of us? Like, back so before I let you answer that, sorry, in high school for about a week or maybe two, I would trade my lunch for gold coins so I could save up and buy a copy of Freddy Got Fingered on DVD. <laughs> um, and that's because I wanted to watch that more than anything. You know what I right. mean? Whereas Because that was R-rated, like, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to I went, I went to the movie store to hire it out and... um. I was like 14, and my mum was like, oh, Freddie got fingered. Oh, my God. Is it as bad as it sounds? And the guy behind the counter goes, it's way worse. And then I was like, oh, yeah, thanks, guy. But anyway, you know what I mean? Like, I went to all lengths to get that, whereas yeah. a kid these days could just log into Netflix and be like, oh, there it is, you know. Yep. Do we value content less now because it's so readily accessible? I don't know. Like, probably. It's. I feel like I have this... Or would you... Okay, paying, jumping on... And watching a, a movie that's just part of your Netflix subscription or whatever, compared to paying forty dollars, would you enjoy that movie more because you've paid for it and you feel like you've it's you know what I mean? At this point, I can't. I don't think it's the same sort of thing because, like, you and I both told stories about when we were really young and we had like getting anything that was it was hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard, and and we were young where we couldn't just like we can. Th- you and I. Even though we're not, we don't necessarily make like that much money, but we could. There's very few things that if we really wanted to watch something, we couldn't find a copy of it. Like right now, if I was desperate, like I, I wouldn't sleep for a week if I couldn't buy, watch Boston Legal, Boston Public, sorry, and Boston Legal, and Boston Legal. Yeah, I'd drop like two hundred bucks and just buy the DVD, and then I'd be satisfied. But it, that would be as bad as it got. I would just do it. Whereas back then, I'd be like, fuck how. Got to trade my. I'm not going to eat lunch for like three yeah, weeks. I just so I can traded my lunch yeah. for gold coins to buy a copy of Freddy Got Fingered. I think I've still got it. And it, actually, Tom, I have a Tom Green signed it. So how's that? Oh, that's actually pretty. It's come cool full circle, yeah. Mister Green. I didn't eat for a week so I could watch this movie. Yeah. But you you value it way more. Like we're we're old enough now where that there's very few things that would be the same. Like you could there would be very few equivalents. I, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I I would say that I don't value it as much because I've got more things in my life than wanting to watch one TV show. And I think yeah. when I was younger, I didn't, <laughs> you know, I've, I've got more, um, I've got work to do and I've got a family and I've got all this sort of stuff. So you, I've got to record a podcast. You don't have time to be bidding on bootleg DVDs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just, it's not part of my life, but it's, um, yeah, the, the valuing of any content, whether it's movies or TV shows or music and music's a really big one. Um, it, it is really hard to say. I think it's a, it's a much larger discussion. Yeah, and it's so. I think COVID's gonna, um, given that bands can't tour and they're doing more live stream stuff, that's gonna like change. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think bands have been they've figured out and they're getting smarter with how to monetize things, right? Like, well, when bands could tour, sorry, they were like, "This is how I get money: touring and merch." Cool. 
that gets taken away and they're forced to like innovate and be like, well, now what do we do? Do we Patreon? Yeah, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, in in the same way that the music, sorry, um, that the, like the film industry has to adapt and they're trying to release things yeah. on like you know, and Dis- Disney Plus are probably thinking like you know the the few that are like screaming about the prices and that they're going to be like well we're going to we're expected to make this much money so we didn't we didn't yeah. give a shit about what you think they it's not like they're not going to make their money from this uh, they could price it another 5 10 bucks more expensive and I'm sure they'd still make a shitload of money it wouldn't be a problem yeah. like it's it's the vocal minority that are causing all these problems and i think some people just want something to complain about they, and if it was five dollars, they would have, they would complain in the same way. Five dollars extra? You, you reckon if it was like if I it was if plus your out. normal Disney Plus yep. subscription? I reckon and at five bucks, people would have complained. At five bucks, just because yep. it's they they feel entitled yep. to the fact that it's well I, interesting because it wasn't like Scoob or um, Trolls World Tour was attached to any specific platform. It was like iTunes and Amazon, yep. and whereas yeah, Disney being Disney and people just being like, don't you have enough money already? Yeah. I think it's the same mentality of people who are, think like, oh, I'm going to download Green Day's latest album. They don't need that money. And it's like, well, there's a lot of other people in that chain that do need that money. It's not just yeah. the band who are going to be like sitting in their mansions being like, yeah, we don't need that. There's so many people along the way yep. to get to them. So I think that, yeah. Yeah. Just pay for content. It's not that hard. Pay for content, please. Buy my album, please. If 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 we've learned, if you've learned anything, buy my album. Yep. Um. Anyway, that seems like as good a place as any to stop, right? Yep. Exactly. Buy content. Um. Check out Dan's album. Check. Buy my album. Yeah. <laughs> June twenty twenty one. June twenty twenty one. It's meant to come out this year. Uh, you can find me all over LinkedIn. Um. Yeah. And uh, but no, that was cool. That was a good discussion, Dan. It was good. Uh, what What did we learn? Uh, I don't know. What do, What did we learn? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have this as an outro segment. Yeah. No, I think it was um I th- I think the discussion about value of of art is is really really important. I think we should do a, a completely separate standalone podcast about that. Let's because, do it. We'll get a special guest on. Uh sure. Who who you got in mind? Maybe Big Neilo. Big Neilo. Yeah. Big Papa Neil from the green room. We'll, we'll we'll pull him out of the green room. Pull him out of the, the green room. Yeah, mate. This is the main stage. This is the know? come on. You're welcome. You're welcome anytime. Yep. We're gonna. We're gonna you, you play rhythm guitar, maybe bass. You know, you're gonna be lead singer. I'm lead singer. Dan's I'm lead second singer, lead singer. I'm second you, lead you be singer. lead singer. I'll be lead guitar. Sorry. Uh, new, new, okay. What we're talking about is the big head honcho of the Handshake Media Network podcasts, Neil Griffiths from the Green Room. Seriously, he's he's had some corker guests lately. Corey Taylor from Did Bloody, he? from Bloody Slipknot. Fuck, are you serious? I'm serious. Why can't I get him on this podcast? I love Corey because Taylor because you, you gotta. You know, Neil's good. He massages them into into exclusives. Neil. You know, uh, he said he had um, hook a brother up. Do it so there's and there's there's you know there's been some great other episodes so recently so get on there. Yeah, you've got a fan in Troy now. Yeah, now now finally. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, yeah, head to head, head to the podcasts.com.au, Check out the rest of our episodes and what else is up there. And uh, yeah, otherwise check us out on the uh, on the old Instagrams and the Twitters and whatnot. We'll be back next week or the week after. Or whenever we feel like it, we'll be back. We'll be very back. Soon. Peace. Goodbye.